All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brionis Pickleball Podcast. Today, we got a really special guest. Um, and we kind of just met, but uh, really, really good stuff today. We're going to talk a lot about pickleball mindset, um, setting goals, and just just um, achieving them. And just your mindset in general on the court, in life. And it's going to be a really good, interesting conversation today i have a international performance coach trainer speaker and uh yeah his name is jeff kroll jeff all right what's going on man <laughs> doing great man doing awesome all right I'm trying to I'm still uh, figuring out all these controls man so it's all good yeah it's all good I all right love, i love the setup okay thanks man <laughs> yeah so uh jeff is uh the reason why he's here is because he recently, well, recently, I guess yesterday, yes. <laughs> just just finished up a uh, a two day intensive, uh, one of our Brianna's Pickleball two day intensives, and uh, four or five plus level group, so higher level group, so that was that was a ton of fun, and uh, yeah, Jeff. Uh, first off, I just want to um, thank you and uh, just thank you for coming here from actually from Boise. Yeah, yeah, I live in Meridian, but Boise area. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think I told you this, but my wife went to high school in Meridian. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's a small world, right? And I went to school here in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah, and now now we're in Arizona. You're you're in Boise. Where where did you go to school here? What, like, um, where, uh... Arcadia High School. Okay, Arcadia. Yeah. That's like north. Yeah, forty fourth yeah. in Camelback. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Well, it says uh, it also says here that uh, you are a, a best selling author, and and we we talked about it a little bit, but you. Um, um, that's what a lot of people know you by. So why don't you tell us just a little bit of what book did you write and how did that come about? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's interesting. So so I'm a business coach. You know, I work primarily with business owners and, uh, and help people elevate uh, beyond their beliefs in achieving their goals. And so uh, years ago, I was working with my business clients in the financial industry, a client in Australia, and he wanted to quit his job, you know, and he, he felt hopeless, he felt lost, he felt like he wasn't getting the results that he wanted, he felt like he couldn't find ideal clients to build his business fast enough, mm. um, and, you know, he, he went down this rabbit hole that he was stuck in, you know, and I told him, oh, no, you can do this, you know, you've been doing this for 15 years, if I can find a client, like if you drop ship me in Australia, I can find a client. I was like, you should be able to do that. And he's like, well, what would you do? And I yeah. went over these five steps that are now called my fifth power formula. Okay. And, uh, and at the end of the call, he was excited, inspired, like ready to get into action, hung up the phone, said, I'll talk to you in, in next week and all this. And he was back on track, and then I looked in a mirror because I always had a mirror in front of me when I uh, work with clients um, online, just so I can see mm. myself. And oh, so like you mean when you're like on a Zoom call? Or yeah, something? yeah. Oh, so and then if you I'm would... on a Zoom call, behind my wall is a mirror, so I can see my own eyes. Now in Zoom today, right? It's much sure. easier. Sure, but 20 sure. years ago, I wasn't using Zoom. We were just making phone calls and things right. like that. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but uh, Zoom, you can actually see yourself now, so that's kind of cool. You don't need the mirror as much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I looked in the mirror, and I was just like going, bam. I was like, that's some good advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had that, right? You're like, give some good advice, and you're like, dang, I should probably do that on myself. Yeah. You know, like yeah, we, yeah. we have those moments, right, where yeah. we're just like, man, I, I should do that. I don't know why I'm not doing that. And the place that I was stuck at the time was I went through a divorce and I was just stuck in this place that I would never find my soulmate. I had this belief mm. that was just stuck there. And it was the same thing that he was describing about his business. Wow. And it just yeah. clicked for me. And so uh, long story short, basically, you know, I followed those same five steps and, uh, I purchased two fully paid cruise tickets for me and the woman of my dreams, not knowing who she was. And uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. So back up. So you, what do you mean you purchased tickets 
Yeah. Or somebody you didn't know or you exactly. didn't know? I didn't know. So, so, so how did you, how did you find so her? One of so the you found th- her before. Yeah. Then. So one of the things I teach, no, no. One of the things I teach is you've got to, you've got to set the mindset that it's already a slam dunk. Like you already made the, 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 the putt or whatever. Okay. It's just like, it's a done deal. And the way you do that is you project into the future. Right. So you create a goal, a vision or something in the future. And so to make it real, my thing was, hey, we'd be sipping daiquiris on the deck of a cruise, me and the woman of my dreams. And that would be the woman that I marry. And I would tell people that all the time when Mm -hmm. I was looking for my soulmate and that vision that I had of us doing that required me to buy two tickets to this cruise that was at the time it was like in March and the cruise was at the end of the year you know so I was thinking oh I got tons of time to find that special person right and uh, following my five steps and then uh, the funny part was is you know, when I bought the ticket, the lady was like, uh, so who's going with you? You know, I'm like, oh, it's my soulmate. Right. And, and she's like, well, who, who is that? I was like, I don't know who she is yet. I haven't met her. Maybe you know her. You know, and she's like, no, she's like, no, we need a name. You, you're going. Oh, out. so you did buy. Yeah. They're like, the other you're, ticket. you're going out of the country and we need a name to put down on the ticket. I was like, well, I don't have a name yet. I was like, but she's going to be there. And, and, uh. and, uh, She's just like, well, this is non-refundable, and we need a name by. And I was like, well, by when? And she's like, August. And it just scared the heck out of me. I was like, by August? So I'm like, I gotta find her and then build enough relationship and then invite her to some cruise. You know? Wow. Okay. And so that scared me, but the, and I wanted to quit, right? Because the mindset says, hey, I want to quit, right? When yeah. when you make a big goal. And then you get confronted right away with something that's kind of aligned with your past belief. It's like you want to give up. And so at that point, I was just like, oh, no, I'm in. And so I I went on 43 dates in 120 days to find the woman of my dreams. And uh, sure enough, I did. Uh, We've been married for 17 years now. Wow, man. Our kids. And, uh, you know, all of that was just from that one coaching call that I learned from when I was teaching a client. And, and then everybody kept telling me, hey, that's such a great story. You should write a book. You should do a movie and all this stuff. And I ended up just fighting it for years. And then I was like, why am I being stingy, not teaching people this? I teach it anyhow on my business side. Sure. Yeah. I just never done it on the love side. And then all of a sudden I've been helping people find their soulmate. Like, uh, I was in San Diego just a uh, month ago, two months ago, and yeah. uh, uh, one of my uh, clients found their soulmate, and I was at their wedding, and they're just like, man, I couldn't have done it if I didn't, you know, listen to your coaching and your mindset and all that stuff, so. Wow, man, that's it's cool. It's funny, so. That's awesome, dude. So, so to recap, wait a minute, so you were, you went through a, a tough divorce. Yeah. And then you, you got in this, stuck in this mindset where you were, you just, didn't think or you 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 correct me if i'm wrong you didn't think that you could find love again or find somebody yeah again. It, was, it was broken heart okay you know? yeah and, and then and then you uh set this goal like okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna f- marry or find this person to go on a cruise with i had an epiphany okay right because right. a lot of times you get these blind spots like you can't see like sure. i didn't i didn't feel like i had a broken heart yeah. life was good I felt yeah. good. You know, I was dating, uh, yeah. I was doing things, but I was not nowhere in the near of like focus and intention on finding the woman of my dreams because, you know, I always wanted to be a father. Wow. And when, yeah. when I was, after I got off that coaching call, when I was really looking at myself and what I was doing in my life, I was like, I wasn't doing actions that were in aligned to what I wanted. And so because of that, that's what got me to go, okay, I'm all in. Let's do something about it. Okay. So when, so how did you, so you had it until August, you you tried to book a ticket and they they wouldn't let you without a name, right? Right. So how did you, how do you plan 43 dates in a hundred or whatever days? Like just logistically, like how does that work? (laughs) 
I'll show you the short version. Yeah, right? yeah, okay? yeah, short version. Yeah. So, so there's there's five steps, right? And so, uh, the first one is the power of clarity and focus. And so, first off, I had to figure out, you know, what is it that I really wanted? What was mm. the real goal? Because a lot of times we we kind of go, yeah, here's where I am now. This is where I want to be. But there's so much distance in between. It's like uh, this infinity gap yeah. that's there, gotcha. right? It yeah. just seems always like every every step I take forward, I'm still can't see the end of the bridge, so to speak, right? There's this gap that just seems infinity-like. And so uh, first off, you got to get clarity on that vision and then start with just the one step, right? Because a lot of times, like when you're climbing a mountain, right, you hit the first peak and you think you're all you're up there and you're done. Yeah. And then you're like looking up and you're like, oh, my God, there's another peak, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you get to the next one, like climbing Camelback Mountain. You go around the corner and you think, oh, yeah, I'm there. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> you go up the next one and then, you know, and so but if you look back, you start to realize, man, I've come a far way. But we don't acknowledge that. Yeah. So the clarity and focus is key, right? So first, first you got to map that out. Know what you want, and know like the the characteristics, the values, the attributes, um, just uh, what it is that you're really intending to to accomplish. Yeah. Right. Okay. So clarity so, is one. Yeah. And then the second one is the power of asking in community. So. I believe everything is possible. You've heard of six degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. You know, years ago there was the Kevin Bacon game where, you know, Kevin Bacon is connected to anybody in the world based off his movies and different things. It's just, it's just the whole connection thing, right? Within a degree, two degrees, like even if you look at LinkedIn, they even categorize that. They'll say, hey, your first connections, you know, 5,000 people. Well, wow. your second connections, if those connections connected you to their connections, you know 2.3 million, you know? <laughs> it just and amplifies. If, and if yeah. those 2.3 million, if you connected those to the fourth generation, you know, you know 10, 20 million, whatever, right? Yeah, it sure. just compounds. Yeah. So I believe that same philosophy. Like, I believe that no matter what it is you're trying to accomplish, there's a connection that's there. Right. And so uh, that's what I did. So once you have clarity and then you have connections, like you know that the community that you're looking for. Right. Then it's a matter of just asking. Most people can't do that. Right. They're afraid of it. They feel like. uh, Yeah, it's like it's like just putting yourself out there. That kind of thing. Yeah, because asking you feel vulnerable. You feel um, a lot of times like. You know, you're not like uh, you're not worthy or something yeah. or you feel like you're being a bother to somebody or, you know, a lot of times people do that. And that's not the truth, because if I asked you, hey, if someone came to you and asked you to help out and they needed your assistance, the first thing is people want to contribute. Right. If it's somewhat reasonable, they would want to. You know, they, people want to help, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to contribute. I don't want to make a difference. I don't want to do, no, most people do, but no one ever asks them. Yeah. Right. No yeah. one reaches out. Yeah. And so that's why I believe in that community thing. So once I did that, I went to my communities, like, I mean, heck, if you're single and you play pickleball and pickleball sure. is important to you and you want someone in your life that plays pickleball, would you go to church to find that person? Or would you actually go to pickleball places to bunch find of, out? A bunch of tournaments, huh? You know, a <laughs> bunch of tournaments, right? Yeah. Why? Because the community's already there. Got it. Okay. Right? And then if you talk yeah. to the community, that can compound. And mm. before you know it, you can go on 43 dates in 120 days and find that wow. person. Okay. But... The, the thing is, is I, when it, it, most of the clients that I've ever worked with don't even go on more than 12 dates, yeah. <laughs> which is funny, but because, okay. um, well, they, well, they probably, or you've probably developed systems I've developed systems to, to, to narrow it down, to narrow it down Got even it. better. Yeah. Like, you know, 
So I was the guinea pig. Okay, so what are the what are the last three powers that you yeah. teach really quick? So, so then so it's it was... the power of planning okay. and uh, preparation, and then the power of action and reflection, and then the secret power is what I call my fifth power, um, and that's the fifth power within yourself. And so what that is is that's broken down into four pieces. Uh, the first one is your belief system. Right, so the beliefs that you have for yourself um, and in in your capabilities. Uh, the second one is your purpose. Are you actually living into your purpose? Mm. The third one is high performance habits. So I'm a certified high performance coach, yeah. and so uh, the Institute of High Performance does mi- millions of studies all over. They, t- they look at all the top performers, and there's certain habits that they all have within themselves. And so yeah. those top performers that consistently produce results, they have consistent habits there. Mm. So matching those habits. And then the last one is to be intentional. And that's, yeah. that's hard for most people because most of the time we're on autopilot you know, we're just going through the motion. Man, that sounds just like a pickleball and people like coach, huh? <laughs> exactly, right? Like when, you, when you're playing pickleball with someone, right, and you see them get out of their head or get into their head, right, mm. they're on automatic pilot. They don't even realize that they lost those last three points yeah. because they're not present and they're not being intentional for the next shot. And yeah. so a lot of that is that, that piece. So those four elements together sure. is kind of like my fifth power formula yeah. and the, the flow of that around. Okay. So. All right. Cool. I like that. Um, <laughs> not to stay on the love story thing, but like, yeah. so you did 43 dates in um, 100, what is it? 120 days. Yeah, 120 yeah. days. Now, when you, oh, here's a good question. What date was she? Yeah. The one you ended up marrying. Yeah. What? Well, she was my forty third. So it's it's. It, oh, so so you yeah. did. So it's and not actually, like you came well, let back. Me, let it's me like, say this right. It, okay. So there's thirty two women that I went out with. Sure. Some of them I went on second dates. Got it. Got but it. But it ended up to forty three. But she was the thirty thirty two woman, the thirty second woman that uh-huh. I went out with. And once I knew, once we went out, like I knew instantaneously, she was the one. And so I actually had to call. Um, I probably had another 10 dates already booked. (laughs) Booked, huh? (laughs) In the calendar. I know it's so weird to say all this. Yeah. Because if you think about it from a business perspective, that sounds pretty cool. Like I already had 10 potential ideal clients. (laughs) Yeah. Right? If you say, yeah, I already had 10 potential women that I was going to go out with. That's kind of like, what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, that's you know? cool. And so that's I had awesome. to call them all and just say, oh, you know, I found the woman of my dreams and I would hate to go out on a date with uh-huh. you yeah. knowing yeah. that I'm thinking of her. So I just want to let you know ahead cool, of time. Man. And almost all of them said like, oh, well, you should call me back if it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. So so you have you guys have four kids now. Yep, four kids. Um, and wow, 17 years. That's awesome, man. Um, so this is not really pickleball related. But yeah. for those of you who... Uh, who are trying to find that soulmate or that uh, <laughs> that love uh, that loved one that you want to be with? So what's what's one tip, Jeff? And there's a ton, right? But what what is the main thing that you tell people if they're yeah if they're not if they're searching for that? Like yeah. what what do you? I mean, there's a million you know things to go. So we talked about clarity, like talking yeah. about what you want, and also you know um, being intentional about community and yeah. like searching all that out but what, what is the main thing that you look for like yeah yeah well um this is really a lot like pickleball because it's uh. just a goal like think about that right i mean what would be the first thing you would tell someone that came to you that said i had this goal to win a tournament right yeah it's it's usually starts with their belief system right like are they able to are they not able to, right? Sure. Because if their belief system is just like, oh, I don't want to say I want to win a tournament, that, that's, that's so far away, I don't even think that's possible, Yeah. right? Then that's there, right? And same with finding a soulmate, same thing. It's like, oh, well, 
I don't know. You, you know, that's that seems so hard. There's not enough good men. There's not enough good women. Like there's the same justifications that mm. show up. So the number one thing is always mindset that shows up. Um, I think the the easiest tip that I can give someone is to, you know, get clarity, that clarity and focus first, which is what is it that you want? You know, spend some time making that big, long list yeah, and then chunk it down into no more than, you know, five bullet points because anything over five, your brain's not going to remember. And when you start to communicate that to other people and the power of asking in community, you're not going to remember more than five things that I say. Sure. You know, so. Sure, yeah. You you know, you can't have the big long list. Here, let me show you the big long list and go through it. Right? So that would be the big thing. Okay. You know. Cool. I like that, man. All right. So, um, uh, yeah, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, uh, Jeff just uh, finished a two-day, Brianna's Pickleball two-day intensive um how was that jeff and let's talk about actually you know you um you signed up a long time ago yeah 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 and i think that uh i think with scheduling and stuff we yeah it was just it took a while to find the right group because it's like you know four or five plus so it's a higher level group but um you you haven't been playing that long i know um you know you have a high level tennis background you have a high level soccer background, but what made you, what made you sign up? And I think you have a story, like right? you signed up without even really doing a ton of uh, information. A lot of people actually, when they sign up, they've been watching me for years. What was your experience? Right. <laughs> I know. I remember our first call. You're like, how did you find me? Or what, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the bottom line was, was it, it again, it was, it came from a goal. So a buddy of mine introduced me to pickleball. Um, I was playing at one of the parks there in, in uh, Meridian and, uh, I bought these wooden paddles, you know, <laughs> wow. with, for my kids. Yeah. And, uh, we, cause we saw the little courts and I was like, oh yeah, let's, you know, everybody talks about this. Let's, let's, you know, I went to Walmart. I bought the little two pack with the balls yeah. and wooden paddles, but, uh, two sets of them for the kids. And we went out and played and, uh, I started hitting and people were like, you're pretty good at this, you know? And I was like, well, this is my first time, you know, we don't even know the rules and they're teaching the rules. And, and then I was teaching the kids and then I, and then I, uh, and then there was another gentleman there, um, that I played singles with. Yeah. And, uh, he kicked my butt. Yeah, I mean, just, but, and then, and then he goes, you're good, you know, and he's like, and how many times have you played, you know, and it was, you know, and, and that, at that time, I think it was like my third time to play, you know, or something when I played him and, uh, it really shifted everything to me. And then, and then I realized there's this different types of paddles, right? (laughs) So you were actually playing with wooden. Yeah, yeah, I was playing with a wooden paddle and then, and then I, uh, and, and then I, I go, oh, well. Costco has these things on sale. They usually have good stuff. I'll just get the Costco <laughs> ones, right? You saw the two-pack Costco yeah, yeah. years ago. I think it's Selkirk, right? Yeah, yeah. Selkirk. Yeah, there's graphite one or whatever. Mm-hmm. I started playing with that. I was like, oh, this is so much easier, you know? And yeah. you know, and and I would get a lot of spin, and people were like, how do you get that spin, you know? And 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 uh, and then uh, and then someone showed me the carbons once, and I was like, oh, I I just like connected with that. Yeah. And so. Uh, but anyhow, I so that's how I got involved with okay. it. But um, so when I first started playing and he beat me in singles, I thought, wow, I really there's must be more to this game. Mm. And I came across one of your your uh, train or uh, videos that was on, and I watched and I was like, I was like, this guy knows his stuff because I mean I had a tennis background, so I know tennis coaches. Yeah, and um the way you were describing things, you know, I knew I was like, okay, that that's exactly how tennis is, or this is, you know, I can see the difference. Like you don't do that in tennis, but you would do that in pickleball. Sure. And it was really clear to me. And I was like, I was like, if I'm going to elevate my game, I'm going to need a coach. I mean, and that, that's another tip is always have a coach. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, you need a coach. You can't see the blind spots in you elevating your performance level without a coach. I mean, a lot of times, 
you know, that blind spot will like compound your results. Like if like in a negative way. No, in a positive way. Oh, so, you're oh so, you're saying so, if you yeah, see if you them. can yeah, see them, you. right? Because right like right now I might say, Hey, I need to I need to focus on my dinks. Right? Like that's how I came to you. I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm not really good at the dinking, so you know, I wanna improve that. Right? But the blind spot wasn't that. The blind spot was more of like my positioning of my feet the positioning of where the ball's going, the different patterns that are there. Like that was the real blind spot. I may have known what it was, but I didn't know what was really there. Like when I go back and play now, I'm going to have an elevated game in that, not by a little bit, but maybe like a 2X, a 5X, a 10X difference. Because just that knowledge of that and then me bringing intentionality in the moment yeah will compound that really quickly sure yeah dude yeah i mean it was it was a fun group um i actually uh let's see here <laughs> you got- oh uh you know what um i you know i I, yeah, I might show it later but yeah fun group of guys um kind of from all over we had one local one but uh what is the you know there's a lot of takeaways right we we had dinner together uh yesterday um but what are what's like one of the big ones that you uh that you took away like going in um one of the one of the biggest ones uh, for you that made a that's it's going to make a big difference in your game well definitely definitely what i just said I, like that pattern you know knowing the patterns that the pros do and how you were able to teach us in a blind way like you were teaching us certain things to do and then when we watched the pros play, you sh- you, you kind of linked everything together, yeah. you know, and made you think, oh, that's why we've been doing this exercise or this exercise, because you put those two together. And then when we started playing games, yeah. you know, it became more and more part of the, the pattern. So, so that was a huge thing for sure. Uh, my footwork, I think, was another one, like really knowing my footwork um, because a lot of times I don't watch video myself. I don't, you know, <laughs> I think 99% of people don't. So. I know exactly. Right. Yeah. I know when, when you get serious, you do. I mean, that's just what professionals do, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, uh, so that was another big one. Uh, another one was, uh, let's see. I, I think there was, a, the other big thing was when we were doing the, uh, I guess speed ups. Yeah. That was another one where the thing about that was uh, I have a tendency to hit really hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jeff hits uh, really, really hard. (laughs) Tennis bangers. uh. (laughs) I know. But you have a a good soft game. Yeah. And and that's the funny part. Yeah. It's so, but it, what it what happened was is is that I learned when you said one tip you're like okay just do that same thing but you know knock it down to sixty percent you yeah. know or knock it down to to fifty percent or something yeah you know I could still hit the same shot and I didn't recognize how much more effective that was mm. to to kind of combinationally put that in there with the the power shot. Yeah. And just keep that same power shot just at a slower pace. Yeah, man. And that was a huge thing too. Like, you know, I've played around with that like when people are like, Oh, he's just a big banger, you know, and yeah. And I'll show up and I'll just hit all nice soft shots, you know, and play yeah. at thirty percent or yeah. something. Like, he's really not that bad of a banger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but but I didn't realize it like intentionally that I could use that. And when you showed me that, again, that was a blind spot. I just had no clue. So yeah. now now I know back, when I go back, I'm going to be hitting a little bit, you know, slower in certain shots Yeah. to, to bring that. That's so. good, man. Yeah, Jeff is uh, obviously uh, te- uh, kind of typical. I call you my typical tennis player case. Yeah. Super high-level skills, super, um, I mean, good movement, good strokes, everything. It's just, it's just putting it together. 
and all the other three guys we had in the group were kind of came from different uh it was good because everyone had their own style so yeah it was fun man <laughs> yeah it was uh, great. all right so um back to the mindset thing because you coach uh, a ton of um business professionals right yeah and also just um corporate people um and help them with like the clarity and all that stuff um so you know obviously our viewers in the pickleball space uh, and and the people who are even watching and listening to this they um they love pickleball either um you know generally in life but just specifically in pickleball um you know when they a lot of people have either either hit plateaus or they don't know um where to go uh from there or from where they're at or they don't know how to improve so what's a couple of just mindset um tips that you can give just in general and then and then we'll actually talk about some like on the court because i'm sure that you have a lot of experience yeah. on, on handling things like live yeah. yeah um well the first thing is to in mindset is to understand just the basics you know so from basic psychology um the way our mind works is it's a set of beliefs right so mm. and we get these beliefs primarily when we're young like yeah when you're young, your brain cells, you know, you're, you're getting all these neuropathways that are growing in you. And basically, they're capturing what works in life. And so all the way up to age eight, you know, you're capturing most of the brain cells that you have to wow. really decide what actions you're going to take. So watching people around you at that time yeah. cause you to do that. So so first thing to recognize is it's always starts with beliefs. The mm -hmm. beliefs that you believe in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. That are there. And then uh and then what that happens is those beliefs turn into thoughts that you say to yourself as well as thoughts you say to other people. Mm. So this would be on the pickleball court, for example. Yeah. This would be when you hear people say Oh, I'm no good at rolling the ball, or I'm no good at my backhand, or yeah. I can never hit my serve. Mm. So yeah. those are thoughts they're saying out loud, yeah. right? But they're also saying them internally to themselves, and it's also attached to some past belief that's connected there. Right, So those beliefs lead to thoughts that you say to yourself and to others. And then those thoughts that you say to yourself, to others, then connect to emotions. Hmm. So emotions, feelings, um, your physiology, yeah. right? Like you can notice when someone's not playing so good on the pickleball, sure. their shoulders slump, they're yelling at themselves, they're talking, they're trying, you know, all sorts of different things yeah. because that they're in that piece of the mindset. And then, uh, and then that leads into some sort of action, right? So, and then the action leads to a result, which then verifies or validates the past belief. So if I think, hey, I suck at a backhand, yeah. I have thoughts, I tell other people I suck at the backhand, right? Then other people go, yeah, you're not really that good. So that confirms it. Mm -hmm. Then I emotionally feel terrible every time that I had to hit a backhand, yeah. my physiology changes, which makes my backhand even worse, Yeah. right? So then my backhand doesn't go in, it verifies the belief, and then I'm back into the, in, they're in that same rabbit so hole. So it's like a chain track. reaction, it's just like a cycle. Cycle, Wow. can't even see it, right? Yeah. And so, and that's why you get coaching, because right, you can see what they're doing with their backhand, yeah. You can change the belief and once they hit it, you know, then it's like, oh, I've got that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we had a couple um guys in the yeah. group um that were sp specific shots that they were working on um that they just weren't comfortable just trying to give confidence. Obviously like little technique changes, things like that's important, but yeah, you're right. After after they see a couple shots work or go in, they gain, gain a little bit of confidence. And yeah, you're right. It, it totally changes. That belief changed, yeah. right? And then their thought to themselves are now like, I can do this, right? And then they 
have better feelings about it. And yeah. then they still may miss few because they're still learning the skill, sure. right? Yeah. But they can still now see some really good ones where they're like, oh, if I just keep doing this, then, you know, I'll keep having that growth, right? And so we yeah. saw that definitely for myself. I saw it for myself, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. As well as the, every, every, all three of or four of us yeah. over there. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, but that's the pattern that's there. Mm. So the first thing is, you know, obviously it's hard to see blind spots. So really you want a coach to help you with finding that blind spot. But just keep in mind, it's the belief. If you're saying negative things to yourself about that, you got to stop it. Like you just got to stop saying those negative things and start rephrasing it, you know. Um, so what would be like an um, example, like a, the backhand scenario, right? Very typical scenario, but for any player, it could be anything, right? Yeah. But let's say it is the backhand. They avoid their backhand. They're running around their backhand. They, they say negative things. So what's a little thing? How, how do you how do you rephrase that? Or what what would be a good starting point in that? case yeah my my backhand's improving every day i mean just just start saying that to yourself Mm. because here's the other thing your brain is a machine that wants to produce results right so if you say my backhand sucks what's your brain trying to produce well, I guess there's no results there. There's no results. They're like, oh, yeah, let's just make this worse. Yeah. Right? Because that's what you want. Sure. Yeah. Right? So so the first step is, I always say, just, just say the opposite of <laughs> what go. you that do. That makes it easy, yeah. Right? I mean, you're, if you're on one side of the spectrum that the world sucks, right, or my mm. game sucks, right? Yeah. Well, start by going to the other side of the spectrum, like my backhand's my favorite thing. Right. And so although I say my backhand's my favorite, it's probably not my strongest suit. Mm-hmm. Like most people say my forehand's better, but yet in my brain, it's like I'll take backhands all day long. Hmm. Right? Yeah. And now my backhand has gone from medium to better and better and better to where it is today. But that's just because I constantly say that to myself. Yeah. Right. So stop saying the negative things to yourself. And then the other thing, obviously, is eventually you got to get coaching to improve that to back the validation up. Right. So you got to validate what you're saying as well. And you might have hit one backhand, just one, really good. Yeah. We all have at least one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the one you need to attach your brain to. Mm. Like, that's what's possible. That's what I'm capable. Yeah. I did it once. It wasn't lucky. When you say lucky, that falls into the belief that my backhand sucks. Yeah. Right? So don't say lucky. Say that's exactly what I do with my backhand. Right? And then you may miss the next ones and so on, but you still got to practice. You still got to get coaching. But the bottom line is, is you got to attach yourself evidence of the things you have done yeah right yeah so so i think that's that's another it, it's you I know like that, man. it's all comes down to coaching it really does i mean because mm, if okay. you're left to your own mindset you're gonna go back to those past beliefs so if you have consistent coaching to keep you in the positive beliefs then eventually you'll start to make that the new automatic hmm. sort of speak. okay what about um players so a lot of the um, people listening today um, have, like, they play tournaments mm-hmm. and they they feel that stress and pressure. And I'm sure, right? And you, you as a high performance coach, not not in sports, but I'm sure, like the the people that you coach are feel a lot of high pressure. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure that that correlates a lot. But when they're on the court and um, you miss you miss some shots or you know you're in that negative rut. Like, what are some ways, um, you know, practical ways that you can think of now, now that you, you've played a lot of tennis, but you play pickleball now. Yeah. What are some mindset things or even just some practical, practical or tangible things that you can do that, that can actually help with that? Yeah. So, um, 
first off, again, start with your belief about your tournaments, right? Like, I'm really good at tournaments. Like, I love tournaments, right? Most people don't have that mindset. So start with that, right? And then think about the thoughts that you say to yourself and others if that was the true belief, right? So if I love tournaments, the thoughts that I would be saying is, I'd be telling you, hey, I'm going to win a pickleball tournament. Hey, I'm going to win this tournament. Yeah. Right? Just even if I'm not seated, even if I'm not good, whatever, you need to be saying that because that's what's going to help you when you're actually on the court. Mm. Now, when you're on the court, like you're talking about, and you know, like you're in a bad s- string of, of shots or you're not playing so well, or you're still feeling nervous and things like that. Yeah. The key is is you're you're in that phase of thoughts, right? You're saying to yourself, like in tennis and definitely in pickleball, you talk to yourself, right? You're all alone in that back corner talking to yourself before they serve to you or before you're serving. There's that little meaningless chit chat that you say to yourself. Yeah. So if you're intentional, right, and you have an intention to win this point, right, a lot of times what I do is I suggest that you create a power phrase for yourself Hmm. to always set yourself on the right path in the moment. Interesting. So what would be a good, like like for pickle, what would be a good power phrase? Well, I I I can share you mine, but I mean, basically, if... If, uh, you know, I, I have the choice like, oh, don't hit this one out. Like we say that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or get, don't, don't, get, don't miss this, this into one. the net. Just yeah. get this one in, right? Yeah, this yeah. is a crucial port. Don't mess this up, yeah. right? Those are the negative internal thoughts, Sure. right? So you got to quiet that up. And the best way to do this as you're walking back or as you're getting set, right, mm. is to say some sort of phrase that's going to help you. Now, I do two different phrases. Okay. And my phrase is a lot of times I'll just say, all right, here we go, Jeff. Game on. Right? Yeah. And I just focus. And that's it. Hmm. So, like, when I'm practicing, I don't actually do that that often. But when I'm in a tournament or if I'm playing, like, for something super serious. Yeah then every point I'm doing that intentionally. If I'm practicing, usually I'm not in that mindset and I'm not doing that, which could be an improvement for myself, right? Like uh, I do it for big points. Like if like a couple of times you're like, all right, this is it. This is for the, you know, like (laughs) then you, then you might go, okay, all right, Jeff, game on, right? I like that. So I I, I like that phrase. Um, And then when you hit a great shot, the key is to always capture that validation for your brain, right? Because the more you can capture the validation, mm-hmm. the more the brain believes that that is what should always happen, right? Like it can happen every single time. Yeah. And that's why, you know, sometimes I get stuck with things because I believe it's going in and I believe it can happen even though it might be a lower probability shot, yeah. right? You saw yeah. a few of those. You're just like, how the heck do you, why would you lob during a transition? But it worked, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, or, you know, sometimes it didn't, right? Yeah. But in my own mind, like I already had it, like it worked, right? Yeah, sure. And so, so the other phrase I say is something after a great shot, I usually like to reset my mindset by saying, that's exactly how you do it. Like that's, that's how you do it. And that's after you kind of like, like you might even hear it on some of the, uh, um, um, on some of the recordings that you did, right. You'll hear me say, uh, that's exactly how you do it. Like you'll hear me say that sometimes like when my partner hits it good too, Sure. I'll say, well, that's exactly how you do it. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, or I'll tell my partner, Hey, let's go game on, let's do it. Right. You know, I mean like. I'm I'm trying to get them out of their own head without sure. coaching them and so on. But yeah. that's kind of something. You need to have some sort of phrase okay. or whatever to shake that up. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. I like so, that. Okay, cool, man. I really like that. Yeah. Um, I'll have to, you know what? I don't know if I have one. I, I'll, I'll think of something. I gotta, I gotta come up with I one. just think of tennis because, yeah, yeah. you know, back in the day, it's just like, you're all alone back there. You're talking to yourself, yeah. you know, and it's just like, oh, please let me hit this one in. I, this, yeah. I can't mess it, you know. Sure, sure. And you do that in pickleball so much. It's just, it's the same little mindset that tries to pull you back. And a lot of times, if you're not intentional, you're just constantly letting that run without you stopping that reel. And it's, it's, it's kind of hard, you know I mean? There's so many studies out there where I think uh, they did a basketball one I always think is great where, you know, they're shooting free throws, yeah. right? And it's like one per if, if you're telling yourself, I'm never going to make this free throw and you shoot a hundred of them, you miss so many more than if you tell yourself you're going to make every single one and you shoot a hundred, you're going to make so much more hmm. right and it's just that one phrase got it so yeah so positive thoughts um kind of a, a power phrase you called it yeah let me ask you this not to or on the flip side yeah. you talked about tournaments and when someone's struggling with something positive thoughts things like that sometimes things don't go your way yeah right sometimes you're gonna be um disappointed or let's say you you're going to a tournament right and you you have a lot of it is is what i'm hearing right having a belief but confidence yeah. right and let's say you do everything you can and you can't you don't win yeah so how do you how do you navigate through that and, and continue forward in your journey or, or like whatever right because this could happen in business this could happen in life yeah we want to think positively we want to do those things but what happens when we have those setbacks we have those failures, then what do we do? Because most people, like even myself, or if, if something fails, right, the natural tendency is to be like, well, that didn't work, or I, I didn't, you know, or I said it and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Why would I say it again or think positively again? Yeah. Right? And because you, you could fail again. So what is your, like, what would your reply be? So that kind of goes back to my, my process of action and reflection, the power of action and reflection, right? Mm. You took an action. Yeah. Now you have to reflect, right? Okay. So easiest thing is, you know, what are the things that worked well? And what is one thing that I can improve? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's all you need. You don't need to focus on all the things that went wrong, but just what's the one that, that would make the biggest difference? And, and then that becomes part of your planning and preparation for the next one. I mean, I played, uh, what? I guess four tournaments, four tournaments in my life. How now. long? How long have you been playing, Jeff? Like less uh, than two it, years, right? Yeah, about a year. Oh, a year. A little okay. over a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, but nothing like it. It wasn't until let's see, um, I played in the senior games, and that was I want to say August last year. Mm-hmm and or august or july or something yeah and i practice for one uh three weeks so i practiced three weeks solid i was playing probably three four five times a day or not a day a week <laughs> okay right yeah. three or four or five yeah. times a week probably five times a week and um and i went in there thinking i'm going to win it now, I actually did win singles. So, yeah. um, and the, but the, uh, the fact is, is I came in like that's what was going to happen. Mm. Now, um, I'll give you another example is, yeah, so we're in the round robin for my age bracket, 50, 50 to 55 or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm playing a gentleman and he's up. I want to say it was 10-3. Yeah. Right? But I was still saying all my power phrases over and over through all those lost points mm. and all those breaks, right? And um, and I ended up coming back and winning 15-13. Yeah. 
something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then that was in the round robin. And then I had to play him a second time, right? Yeah. But my brain was so programmed by the second time, you know, I got a good run in the beginning. He came back and I pushed it again at the end and won. But it was like, again, you still got to keep saying it to yourself, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then you learn from it, like what worked, what didn't work, you know? And then I, and then I went to, I, I played another term. Well, like the recent one I did was in San Clemente. Mm-hmm. I played the senior pros. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I went in, I'm going to win it, even though I, I, I've played one before that. And, yeah. and I didn't do so hot, but I did, I did good, uh, decent. And, uh, and the plan and the preparation of my action and reflection that I sure. learned that I should do, which was drilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Never happened. <laughs> so now I'm going to this tournament with the same place that I was last time. Hmm. But I still let that go, stuck positive. <sighs> you know, and pushed myself again. Um, and you know, but again, if I, I go back and I got, I had the same action and reflection, which was good for you for taking the action and just playing it. Yeah. You know, I took fifth. Um, and then, uh, but the reflection was still the same. It's like, Hey, you need to practice, you need to drill, you know, and I just wasn't doing those things. So, if if I really want to win one next time, yeah, I really got to take the action of drilling and drilling and drilling, hiring a coach like yourself. <laughs> you know, no, that's good. You know, start yeah. doing those things because if not, the bottom line is if, if I'm left to myself, mm-hmm. I will do exactly what I did to prepare for that tournament, which was nothing much differently. Yeah. So how how do you know if um if you're so you're having positive thoughts and, and you're working on your mindset, right? Cause when it, when it, I don't know, I don't know what the main things are when it comes into actually accomplishing a goal. Let's say you're trying to win a tournament, mm-hmm. right? Mindset is big, but the skills are necessary. Yeah. Right. They have to be there. And then execution on that day. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know what else could be there, but, um, how do you know when, it's it's mindset you need to work on your skills you need to work on or i guess execution is uh i guess uh, it it blends both of them i, I would i would guess yeah it but works so, with both it would yeah. be like it would be like if you're really good in practice but you always lose in games that's yeah. probably mindset mm. and right? that's i think a lot i mean we i get a lot of um people who who, who do that they do they drill really well they have the shots and then uh, when it comes to like pressure situations they yeah so that's a mindset thing yeah okay so in, in the flip side if you uh if you play really well but your results aren't there yeah then then that then you would shift your focus on on the skills and the yeah. drilling or yeah or what yeah i mean and that's the whole thing is you know if you're playing really well and you know your skills are there right and you're just always missing shots when it comes to the pressure points or the, sure. the you know or the tournaments or whatever then a lot of that is probably your mindset you're still stuck in some limiting belief that you can't win a tournament or I always choke under pressure. As a child, right, you probably thought, I, I'm terrible at tests. Oh, my God, I can't do anything with tests. Yeah. Probably the same exact mindset. The brain's going, oh, this is just like when you took a test. Mm-hmm. You, you felt like you were terrible and you always failed them. So we're just going to do that same thing with this pickleball tournament, right? Yeah. You know, because the brain doesn't really care. It's just following what you're commanding it to do. Mm. And if you don't command it to do, it's looking back at the past to find something that would be similar or in correlation with it that it could do that. Yeah. No, it's really good, man. I like that. (laughs) Cool, dude. Um, Let's see. What else we got, Jeff? (laughs) What else? So, yeah, I really appreciate all the the mindset stuff. And, um, 
yeah, it gives me a lot to think about in my game. Um, I think, you know, I haven't played tournaments in a while, but even when I'm playing high pressure, uh, rec games with some of the top players here, um, yeah, I could, yeah, I want to, I want to definitely think about that, uh, power phrase. I think that's something that's, that I took away from this and also, um, yeah, you know what? I'm naturally, um, as I've played and you listening out there either could relate with this or you, you probably may not know this, but I'm a big, uh, I'm a big negative talker to myself at times and that, um, part of, and here's a question that I have. Um, and I think sometimes it's, it's not great, right? Well, it doesn't, um, help. Um, but some, I guess here, here's a question I have. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of Ben John's interviews, but he doesn't talk to himself positively all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but he says at times that helps fire him up or helps him any, any, does that, you see that in any scenarios or, um, but, but one, I guess before you answer, one of the things he does do is he does reset before the point, but he uses that. Uh, maybe he uses that to reset. I don't know. Or do you think a negative talk or anything that's not positive could be helpful at times for anything? Or what? what is your thought process on that? Yeah. I, 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 there's two things around that. So one is I think you can still release it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to just release that negative belief and get it out. Mm. But if you don't have that reset, then it's tough because it's going to stay with you, right? Got you could it. also use it as a driver. Like, you're never going to win a pickleball tournament. Oh, yeah, I will show you, mm. right? Like, yeah. how many times have we had that? You're not going to do this. You can't do this. And you go, oh, well, let me show you, right? So that negative could still help you on a positive way. It's just not going to be your highest performance level. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like, like, you know, resetting now his reset may blank all that out sure, and really elevate what's there. If it isn't, then there's still a performance level that can grow. Mm. Right. Because the bottom line is, is that mindset needs to be solid. And the more you can release those. And the other thing, too, is not to repeat things over and over to yourself. So like, like what? Like, like for example, if, um, if I say, um, like I'm not good enough, okay. To myself internally, right. Or I'm stupid or I'm dumb. Right. And if I say those kind of core beliefs that some people have, and I say them to myself, if I say them over and over, then I'm always in this constant battle to try to prove that, right. Yeah. That I am smart enough, that I am good enough, yeah, and so on, and so that will get you. That's kind of like strong arming something through something. You'll make it work, mm-hmm. and you probably will succeed if you're a determined person that's resistant, right? Yeah. But the bottom line is, is if you can release it once. And then have it never acknowledge it again, right? Like say the phrase, I'm never going to use that as an excuse that I'm not good enough or I'm stupid or I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm not good at pickleball, right? It's just if you you stop, you you can say it once, but after that, eventually you've got to tell yourself, I'm never going to believe that again. Yeah. Right. And again, the negative side of saying it and the positive side of saying it, you really want it to be something different, right? You don't want it to be the same phrase. I'm not good at back, uh, backhands. I'm good at backhands, you know, good at backhands is you're, you're still saying the backhand word. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Right. Yeah. So the brain still, like going, well, he says more not than good, so we're going to do that, right? Sure, sure. Like, I'm a master on this side Yeah, would be a different way to say it, yeah. right? And then now the brain doesn't know what you're talking about, <laughs> right? Because it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's another trick you can do is like shift it in a way where 
you know, you're you're kind of uh, you know faking out the brain, so to speak. So yeah, um, one of my uh, well, it's grown to be, but uh, when I was uh, growing up watching tennis, obviously the the big three. Um, now you're a little bit older than me, but I had <laughs> we didn't have three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obviously Federer, Nadal, and uh, Djokovic. Uh, Federer retired. He was my favorite player. But one 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 player that I really have grown a lot of appreciation for um, and is Djokovic. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's broken all the records uh, for everything. Uh, his mindset is is uh, at a different level, mm-hmm. I would say, than a lot of players. What's the difference between um, like just positive thoughts and also just uh like resetting and then how how does like confidence play a role because you can have like confidence like you can have a ton of confidence and not have it right right? or or you can have no confidence and have it like the skill and and all that so like where does confidence play in that or is that different well no it's the same it's the same so so confidence is again a belief right Mm. so like i'm probably more confident than what my skill is Mm. right (laughs) you're saying you you personally (laughs) me personally right all right like when i'm on the court yeah sure like i'm thinking any shots possible right (laughs) and you're like what the heck were you thinking with (laughs) that one right or something you know and then some of those i make because that belief is still there that it's possible and then I can do it, right? Mm. Now, without drilling that over and over, sure. that confidence can't turn into consistency. Yeah, got it. Right? Sure. Yeah. But the confidence of like, I mean, I've hit some some roles on either side that should not even be possible, <laughs> and yet they are. <laughs> yeah. But the bottom line is how, you know, on 10 times at my skill level today, how often could I hit that? Probably not a high probability. Right, because yeah. I'm not drilling that. Yeah. Right, and so when you look like a Djokovic, you know, I mean, he's just a hard worker. I mean, that guy, like the difference of his workouts compared to Federer are like night and day. You know, yeah. Federer worked out hard, but nowhere near the the level that Djokovic does. You yeah. know, and and it's just a different style. I mean, I I, I like Federer a lot more <laughs> as well, just because of the uh, I just resonate with him just being so relaxed and, yeah. you know, his background and, and so on. But he, he, too, would rather rest than spend all his time out on the hard court. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, confidence is a belief. I guess it's over time uh, you build it, right? I would assume that. Oh, yeah, you build and, it. And that's and, from from drilling, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like well, I said, I, yeah. I need to build my skill, catch up my skill to my confidence level. Because there's, I, I mean, just at San Clemente, there's there's people I, I beat that definitely were better players than me. Hmm. Yeah. Right? You know, and I, and I did that all through tennis as well. Same thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, again, the confidence level and your belief to be able to reset every single point is worth more than people think it is. Right, like yeah. most of the game really is mental, right? It really is mindset. Yeah. You know, you got to have skill, but when you get to that pro level, like um, you know, like in in pickleball and in tennis, you know, and things like that, that pro level, they're pretty much the same mutant skill level, sure, with each other. Yeah, now, you know, some of them may have a little bit better this, a little better that. Yeah. And whatever, yeah. but the bottom line is, is the mindset to the top ones mm. is way stronger. Yeah, and I guess you can say that in every level, right? If you're playing a three-five tournament, if you're playing four-zero, if the skills are close, right? Whoever pulls it out, um, yeah, mindset is big. And and I guess you know, I guess sometimes in 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 sports too, you can have more confidence the skill could be the same and it could not go your way at times yeah yeah totally right? now so. you, you can go into like a, a, you know i hear this too all the time right you're you're in you're in the three five tournament mm-hmm. you're in the, 
and they're like, oh, these guys are four or five. They're sandbagging. And you're, you're spending all your time and energy yeah. into that belief, right? Yeah. And because of it, you find yourself losing even faster and quicker mm. than you should have. Yeah. Right? And who knows? Maybe they are sandbagging. Maybe they're not. It, it really isn't re- irrelevant because the game is is that you're playing them right now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. are you giving your best or are you just giving your best excuse to not play your best? Mm. Right? And so I think that's another thing that shows up again um, in fact, uh, I think one of the gentlemen we were playing with was even saying, you know, and we, we, we even almost won the first game, right? Yeah. Right? But they still had the belief that they were being sandbagged. Yeah. And because of that, they ended up losing and so on. Yeah. Because of that. But, you know, it's that kind of thing. You can still win if you're really showing up to yeah. win. All right. I like that. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation with you, uh, yeah. Jeff, and uh, I appreciate, I really appreciate you coming uh, all the way from Idaho. Yeah. From Boise. And we may, we may or may not be there this summer. We haven't uh, figured out our plans, but uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave Jeff's um, information below in the description. Um, I know you do some business coaching and Maybe a li- leave a link for your book yeah. uh, for the, any of those romantics out there. <laughs> I always love performance coaching, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, anything Anything you want to hit, Jeff, uh, to close or, or what, man? No, no. I think uh, I, I just, you know, I appreciate all the coaching you did this week. I mean, that, I, for, for those of you who have never, haven't gone through it, I mean, the, in, having a coach right there, like having you right there was phenomenal because – instantaneously I could see the blind spot and I could grow from it. Now I got these blind spots that I know of and now I can practice them whether I'm playing, whether I'm drilling, whatever it is. Um, And I think that's probably the most important thing is, you know, don't try to see the blind spots on your own unless you're committed to recording yourself, becoming a professional, training yourself how to watch video <laughs> and do all the stuff. It's like, by that time, you should have just hired the coach, <laughs> right? Yeah. So get the coach. And um, I think that's the biggest thing uh, that I appreciate is, you know, all the work that you did this week. I mean, it's a lot of work for you, but it was phenomenal cool, man. Um, for, yeah. my, for me. So thank appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. Well, Jeff, uh, thanks so much. And for those of you watching, um, make sure you like and subscribe. Yeah, check out Jeff below if you want to connect with him. But uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. All right.